0: Three Guys You Never Heard Of. Do this podcast in one take.
1: Three Guys You Never Heard Of. Run to our brother. Hmm. Or not our brother, our friend's brother. Friends.
2: Yeah. Well, spoilers. That's <laughs> so true.
0: I do. Um, Welcome to Three Guys You Never Heard Of, the podcast where uh, we talk about movies, make obscure references, have a good time, and occasionally disagree. And occasionally agree, but always have a good time. That was rambling, but you're in it now with us. I'm David. I'm Duran.
1: I'm Scott. We can't edit any
0: of this because it's got to be one take. Yep. (laughs) We're uploading (laughs) the raw. Yeah. Raw. Uh, this is going to be real life and gritty. Um, there will be occasional Germans in and out of this podcast. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there will be. Okay. I've just, I've decided that. Okay. Uh,
1: for how do you do's, I was going to say what, uh, what war would you want to make a movie of?
0: Oh, that's a great question. I'll start. <laughs> how do I do? Well, the war I would want to make a movie of. Oh no. I would want to do a Spanish American war movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, With Theodore Roosevelt when he was captain of the Rough Riders, just because I kind of have a soft spot for Teddy. And I think there was a mini series or like a really crappy movie about it, but he did some pretty cool stuff in that war. And I think it'd be fun to do a quasi like abbreviated biopic on only his time in that war, just because I like the character.
2: Oh yeah. I like it.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I have an answer for this. Oh,
2: I've got two. Okay. My see. joke answer is the Great Emu War. Okay. Oh, of Australia. Yep. Emus won. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. The Emus won yeah. in their war against the Australian military. <laughs> Look it up, people. Okay. Yep. Uh, educate yourselves. Educate yourselves. My real answer is um, a movie or a miniseries or something on the Mongols, and in particular, Genghis Khan. Because I think it's something that like gets brought up as like a fun fact, like oh, like a quarter of the population of the world mm-hmm. is directly related to Genghis Khan.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think I have a good answer for this.
0: I I feel as though do a future war or a fictitious war. Well, a yeah. Star a, War.
1: A Star <laughs> War. Uh, we got Space Force. Um. I, I think that what I would do is I would probably take, I would, here's here we go. I would do a mini series. Mm. It'd be a number of episodes, and it would be uh, on a bunch of wars that we talk a lot about. So, uh, World War Two, Vietnam, uh, Korea, first and second Gulf War. But it would do them from different perspectives that we're not used to. That'd be what I want to do. Because I, this is, we're going to talk about this a little bit, but I I generally speaking like war movies because of their historical fiction or non-historical fiction, right? But but I kind of like that uh, historical aspect. And so I I would want to see those those wars that we see all the time, but with a
0: a fresher take. Yeah. I want to change my answer.
1: Yeah. What do you want to change your answer to?
0: I want to do an anthology film. On? Wars. So what I would do is – So you guys seen Buster Scruggs? Yeah. 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 So it would be like that. It would be six parts, and it would bump around – uh, six different wars and they'd be five to 25 minute long, short, little, yep. maybe some of them would be more complex. Maybe some of them would be very unique. Yeah. And I think that you could do that across six different wars. Um, that's what I would want to do. It's a little hard because as Duran said, like to understand a lot of these
1: conflicts deeply, you have to understand more about them than just the narrative. Yep. Um, cause actually I think this is interesting. We can get into it that, uh, I don't necessarily know if this has to be an, a World War One movie because mm-hmm. it doesn't really get into any of that larger context. Yep. It could have equally have been set in World War Two in Vietnam, in Iraq, in yeah. modern wars, right? Uh, Afghanistan.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, this could be set
1: in any. And so I think it's a little interesting that you'd want to do an anthology film specifically using other wars, but then.
0: So here's my. So uh, the, the film would obviously just be. It would be very, very, very primarily focused on. Simple story or character, and the war would just be a backdrop or framework to plop those in. Oh, would. Its purpose would not be to unfold a deeper understanding of the conflict. You couldn't. It's just setting. Yeah. Yep. I I think a lot of it would be more about, A, the horrors of that conflict. B, human resolve. C, um, some great action.
2: Yeah. I think it's... Because even... When you start looking at war movies in particular, I don't think there's any war movie that you can watch and you can say, Oh, I understand that war. True. True. Um, I think it requires a longer form medium. So mm-hmm. I think about movies like Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. is is sort of a go-to World War II film, but you don't understand what's going on with World War II from watching that movie, but then you take you go from that to something like Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. which is, you know, same people. but Like Tom Hanks basically said and went from being in and I think he was a producer on Saving Private Ryan. And he said there needs to be a larger store story, larger narrative here. So he went and then helped create Band of Brothers, which I think gives you a better idea of what was going on in World War II. Um and I find those things really interesting. I think one of our last podcasts, when we did other media, I said there's an awesome World War II documentary on mm-hmm. Netflix now. Mm-hmm. It's also why Ken Burns exists.
0: Yeah,
1: and Ken Burns' Vietnam series that he released recently, I watched through. is very good.
2: Yeah, cool. that was one of my walking out of the theaters. I was I was asking myself what what's the, what's the deal with World War One? Yeah, and
0: I was like. Oh, Ferdinand. I know that. The Geneva Convention.
2: Yeah, because of mustard. Yeah, using gas. Also, man, trench warfare.
1: Captain America.
2: Can we just take a second and just... Ugh, trench warfare. Sitting how gross that is. Yeah. Sitting it. Sitting it. Absolutely. Cannot imagine. That seems like, in the history of war, that's up there for just, like... Oof! That was not a good time to be serving in the military and be involved in war.
1: Yeah, because it's getting really close to the the just attrition, right? You're not you're not actually doing anything. You're just
2: you're living in filth, and yeah. a lot of people are probably dying from disease more yeah. than the enemy. Yeah, and, that's awful.
1: And it's not. Yeah, there's there's no extension of power. It's just sitting and wasting away. Yeah, which. You can make that argument for a lot of war too, but right, like even if you're looking at World War Two, we have at least
0: strategic movements. We don't just have Yeah. Turtling. Guys, shall we dive in? Let's yeah. dive in. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time in the foyer. Let's get into the house. The house. Okay. Yeah. Uh that's not really a reference to It's a great metaphor. We've spent a lot of time. Spent a lot of time at the staging area. Now let's let's dive into the trenches.
1: There it is. Oh, there we go. Talking about 1917. If you didn't catch that already. Yeah. Which is kind of a terrible name. I don't...
2: I think that's one of the reasons I wasn't jazzed about seeing
0: it. I just don't like that name. I don't like it either. But I would have preferred 1919 Mm. myself. So-so.
1: I did like the trailer where they... Started with the shot and then pulled back to see the 1917 come over. That was a very nice visual effect. You could do that with literally
2: any word or number, though.
1: Uh, But 1917 worked well because there's only four slots. That's true. If you had a bunch of letters, it'd have to be the middle letter. (laughs) If it was like a
2: six-word title to the movie, it wouldn't look as good. (laughs) That's true.
1: Uh, It's a drama and a war movie. Uh, I would argue this is a lot more clearly a war movie than Jojo Rabbit was
0: yes yeah i don't think jojo rabbit was supposed to be a war movie i think it had, had a war had more in discussion its category about it. though didn't it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it did
1: we just had a long conversation about yeah we the did categorization of jojo rabbit
0: if you want to listen to it go check out our episode on jojo rabbit on any platform where you listen to your podcasts
1: good plug thanks thanks yeah. Dave. that's that's in my mind right now just because i just finished editing it uh, um, released
2: the 10th of january yeah it released in selective places before that that's how it's getting all the buzz because i think it won golden globe best picture oh yeah yes
0: okay i
2: know it did (laughs) good thanks dave and it is up for best picture uh for oscars for oscars um also quick shout out to scarlett johansson who i think is up for an oscar for both leading actress and supporting (laughs) actress Wow. Which is wild. Um, yep. And neither of them are for her Black Widow roles. Uh, this movie was directed by Sam Mendes, who also directed Skyfall, Road to Perdition, Jarhead, and American Beauty. Oh, that was a weird one. And, was American Beauty in there.
0: Yeah, 1992, his first picture. His first movie. And, and he won it won Best picture Best, and Best picture. Best Director. I didn't know. And he yeah. won a Best Director Academy yep. Award. Yeah. And he also did uh, the other Bond movie. Come on. Come on. Quantum of Solace. Which I want to talk about later. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I missed that when I was looking through his credits. Uh, did you guys watch Jarhead? Yes. I did. Do you guys like Jarhead? I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Um,
2: okay. I think it's an interesting movie that I I haven't seen in a long time. I think going into it, I was a teenage boy expecting a war movie and not expecting it to mm. be uh, just like an artistic take on yeah. the psychological. The, psycholo- the psyche of being involved in the Gulf War. Yeah. Because I think the Gulf War, similar to the wars that we are currently involved in, is not is different than any other war that we have been in as a country, and it requires a different mindset, especially from, like, the troops. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Road to Perdition is super good, though. I don't think we've seen it. That's one... That's up there with one of those movies that I forget about, and when I remember it, I think,
0: wow, For I need reason, to watch that again. I always lump that and Green Mile together. Both Tom Hanks. That's it. That's why I do I mean, both have Tom Hanks. In and kind they're of both Rhodes. in the, like, 20s? Yep, in the same time, time period. Yep. Green Mile. Green Mile. It's a road. road, it's a road. Perdition. Perdition. is... Yeah, no connection word. there. A word, yeah. And Miles' word. Yeah. Um, uh, Sam Mendes wrote it. He
2: wrote 1917. He didn't write any of those other films that he was a director for. Um, the other writer was Christy Wilson Cairns. Cairns. She has only written like short films and television. And then the hey. music. Music was Thomas Newman who did the music for Skyfall. I thought Adele did the music for Skyfall.
0: She did some of it. Oh. Well. Alright. Um starring two unknowns and a bunch of really well knowns. How yeah. how is Benjamin Cumberbund not on there he's probably this small is role. order is in credits order I think most of those
1: are pretty small roles so he's at the very bottom yeah you're It's some credits so it's yeah. probably in yeah screen time he was yeah.
2: <laughs> farther down than just the next one as well <laughs> okay as yeah. the guy who cut and pasted <laughs> well, this yeah
0: Dean Charles Chapman aka Tommen aka Lance Corporal Blake George McKay aka Lance Captain Corporal Fantastic Schofield's Guy and then aka Lance Corporal Schofield. Um, is
2: Daniel Mays, Sergeant Sanders? Is that the guy that must be the guy who went and got them at the very beginning of the movie? Yep, yep, on your own time, chops. Yep, and then Colin Firth is the general. Whether um,
0: done to Gehenna or up to the throne, he who travels fastest travels alone. Did you know that before the movie? Uh, no, but I knew Gehenna before the movie, okay? Yeah, so I was like, oh, he means hell. <laughs>
1: Context clues. Yep.
0: Yeah. Good. Um. Yeah, and then just a smattering of other people uh, so show up. Blueberry Pumpkin Patch is uh, Major whoever Colonel yeah. Colonel whoever Colonel the target the target and Andrew Scott is also the lieutenant who I thought did a great job. Yeah. And he is also Moriarty mm-hmm. in Blueberry Pumpkin Patch's Sherlock Holmes series. Hmm. He does a good Moriarty, I think.
1: Uh, but I feel as though really the only oh yeah yeah don't I mean I, I would say the only notable performances though are the two mains the the Dean Charles and George
0: yeah and some of like the guys in the truck they're talking they dialogue scene yeah they got a decent amount of screen time ish yeah, yeah it's pretty minimal yeah yeah Rotten
1: Tomatoes giving it a critic score of ninety percent and an audience of eighty nine percent so pretty close agreement there. Mm-hmm. IMDb at 87,
2: nope, 8.7. 8.7, which is kind of in line with Rotten Tomatoes' audience. Metacritic 79, which is solid. Mm -hmm. And then cinema score is an A-. Uh, And winning awards. Yeah. And getting nominated for awards. Getting nominated and winning. Okay. Both. Because the Golden Globes have already happened, but the Oscars haven't. By the time this episode's come out, this may have won... I bet it's going to win cinematography. Yeah, probably. Hmm. It's a little gimmicky, but yeah. I don't think it's gimmicky, I think. I think that's why Birdman
1: got a lot of attention. Yeah. I think that Birdman
0: was way less gimmicky than this one. Really?
3: Mhm.
1: I can talk about that later. Okay. We'll get into it. Uh budget of 90 million gross mm. so far only 66. only 66.7. That'll change though. Now especially that it's been nominated for stuff. Well, yeah.
2: And it only I mean, it, it had a wide release, tenth of January. What's today? Yeah, that's true. We we watched so that, 15th, this release. Today, it on the fifteenth. It's been out for five days. Yeah, yeah, yep. Go cool. five
0: stinking days,
2: <laughs> man! <My> flesh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> good. Start
2: fast. On Protofast. the mind.
0: So now that we're in the trenches, let's let's thumbs climb it. over them. Let's thumbs it. Here, wait, wait, wait. Hear the swell. We're we're about to we're about to point our rifles down the enemy trench. I don't know. Um, on three, thing, one, though. two, three, go! Uh, oh, a lot of discord. Three three thumbs up. Three ups. thumbs up. and Zero discord. As I, I think will,
1: it's. I will say that this is probably one of my least uh, opinionated thumbs up. Like I'm just kind of like eh about it. So here's what I'll say. It's a wild It's, a, dichot-
0: right <laughs> it's a dichotomy yeah. in my mind. Because I I will say I loved this movie, but I also will say I almost give it a middle thumb. Yeah. Why almost a middle thumb? Um we can talk about it. Okay. You don't want to talk about it right no, now. No, I'll talk about it right now if you want. So yeah. uh I want it real bad. Now. Okay. Sounds good. Here we go. Let's get into it. So here are some criticisms I have. Yeah. Uh I thought the music was a little bit manipulative, but I love the score. I thought that the one the one cut thing was awesome, but you could totally tell where the cuts were, and there was some pretty bad CGI stitching and it even went to black in the middle of the movie. I thought a time lapse would have been awesome there. Like commit to it, you know. They
1: played yeah, they, they played pretty fast and loose with timelines though cuz how like the runtime of the movie was less than 2 hours right yeah cuz that black spot in the middle well no but even without the black spot in the middle they they were able to cover space that wouldn't take the 2 minutes of screen time that it took them
0: uh, yeah with the truck ride on the river but yeah
1: well but, but even like they they come out of the mines and they show like essentially like a, an endless field of like german artillery pieces that are exploded and They walk out of that and then into the farmland within like five minutes, yeah. And it's just one of those things of they I liked that. I, th- I think that it's an interesting storytelling mechanic if you're going to commit to this idea, this 24 idea yeah. of real time storytelling, yeah, which is not yeah. right. They they still were able to do the one cut look mm-hmm. while still, well, both mixing a one cut take. And people walking really far, right? Mm-hmm. This is a movie about like going places, yeah. as opposed to something I'm thinking about, like a classic movie like a uh, Twelve Angry Men, right? Where you have a movie in a room that's different, right? You can have a one cut movie in a room because you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have the mm-hmm. transportation issue. But this whole movie is about going somewhere, and mm-hmm. so doing this one cut take. Because think about it, like how how long would it take you, or how far could you get in an hour and a half? Of walking. Of walking in the conditions that they were walking in. I know. So probably. I feel, th- I feel like they went a lot
0: farther than that. Yeah. Probably three miles tops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were crawling. Yeah. Attacks. For a while, Yeah. yeah. Um, not even moving. Yeah. I, I like the simplicity of the story. I like that they're never reused sets. I liked how it looked. But at every different point in the movie, I felt like I wanted to be watching another movie that did that better mm-hmm. so yeah. for example um a lot of the war scenes i thought dunkirk did better i i thought dunkirk was i'd put dunkirk above this movie i think uh when he was in the river i was like i want to watch the revenant uh when he was like <laughs> when he was uh, altercations with germans like there was some other forms for movies that did that, that better so each individual part of this i thought other movies did better but um I liked this movie of the story. This,
1: do you think this ignored those movies, or do you think that it paid too
0: much? No, I though? think this did its own thing. Okay. I think it tried to do its own thing. I think it did its own thing. I think that um, I really liked the setup and payoff in the script. Uh, I liked the dialogue, uh, and I liked um, I liked that they killed off Blake, and I thought that his death scene was actually really real feeling and yeah. looking um
1: well it's interesting too with the the unsuredness of who the narrator is at that point mm-hmm. because that that scene where blake dies it's following schofield and that that's a, almost a transition of who the or, or, I guess, a solidification of who the narrator is at that point. Because mm-hmm. you're following both of them, but then you're seeing Schofield in the scene go over to get the water. Yeah. And then he turns around and all of a sudden he's now the only narrator, right? And it's just an interesting uh, use of that space. I agree. Like, it, it definitely is a... That scene was powerful and they didn't they didn't skim over it, but they also didn't stay on it too long
0: either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wished for more large-scale, super-choreographed and neat battle scenes. You can't do that with a one cut. You could.
1: But not in the tone that they had. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. Because this movie was, because talking about kind of where we're at at the beginning of like what's kind of the scope of the movie. The movie's scope is just these two people. And so I think making it a larger like pan of a battle scene takes away from that feeling of the singleness of the mission. Mm -hmm. And I think that like the whole point of the movie is that you're supposed to focus just on their experience Mm-hmm. not on the larger experience. And you still get context clues from that, but when they're going through the battle zones, you're certainly getting that feeling. Um, but the fact they don't focus on any other characters, but the two of them, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it just seems like the,
0: a larger battle scene would be. I think it'd be a cool, like you were just talking about different perspectives on war, right? I think it'd be. But I just don't think that's this movie. N- no, and it wasn't, right? Because they didn't do it. But if they. Like, no, what go- I'm saying that, like they didn't set out to do that. No, like but they, if they had to potentially navigate through a like a upstart skirmish or something like that, you know, yeah, but I mean they did
1: that. Right? Like that was the last, like the last scene where he's like running along. Yeah, the no, like exactly. Trench. That was
0: one where they did. Yeah, and if they had done that another time, I thought it would have been yeah some unique uh, a unique opportunity to show off a little bit more. Yeah. So, what about you, Duran? Yeah, Duran, what are your thoughts?
2: You give it a thumbs up. I gave it a thumbs up. I think because of how it was made and. This is overall quality like this is a movie that I would definitely watch again mm-hmm.
0: um, it was better the second time I thought
2: I did yeah. yeah and I could see that being the case and that's my general criteria for whether or not I'll give a movie a thumbs up is would I happily watch this movie again do yeah. I think that I would enjoy it uh, in a second viewing and I think I would so I gave it a thumbs up I think I originally we weren't even going to do this movie um, and I was one of the people that said ah, I'm not that interested in even seeing it, and I think my lack of interest in in it kind of came through when I when we actually saw it, and they're yeah. like oh, it's a war movie about two guys trying to accomplish just like a small task in this larger narrative, and that's what it is. It does a I think like a really good job of showing that and showing some real human emotion. Mm-hmm. Along with it, but it also doesn't necessarily do anything uh, unique. I guess. I mean, the cinematography is unique, kind of. It's not. It's been done now several times with a bunch of different with a few different films, so it's not mm-hmm. something that's that's as jaw dropping as it once was. um And I kept thinking, like Saving Private Ryan, like it's a small group. You know, in this case, two people. In a larger scale war, trying to go and accomplish and save the lives of someone else. And I think that happens a lot in a lot of different wars, so it's a, a common story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it didn't blow my socks off, but it was definitely... I think it was done well. I think it's an
0: enjoyable story. Did you guys feel tension at any point?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The oh. second they... I mean, the, the whole time where they climb out of the, the first in, trench that in they're in. No man's in, land. And they go into no man's oh, it's, land.
1: It's kind of the point though, of the continuous cut, though, is to add yeah. to that tension. Well, you feel him, like it. you're in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: That was actually one of the things when he's in kind of the basement um, and, he, and he runs into the French mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. and the baby. Um, I had a moment there where I was actually really happy uh, that it was a single cut film. Because in my mind, I was thinking about how, oh, in any other film, they would just cut away to this. Oh yeah, and have it and go back into the shit yeah. and they had to live in it, yeah mm-hmm. through its whole through its entirety yeah, of that yeah. human connection and how that works. and then him having to say, like make the realization that he can't stay here in this space that he clearly wants to be in. Did you like the milk thing? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: um well yeah and i think that the
2: style of shooting
1: leads to this idea that you have to create those either tension or relaxing in other ways mm -hmm. you can't just do it via the cuts you can't just do it with your camera angle you have to do it with with the the acting. yeah and 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 that that leads to some yeah some really interesting both tension and I, i agree with duran right this kind of relaxing of that scene
0: of like
2: Let's take a breather for a sec. Yep, that one, yeah. the
0: truck. When he got under the truck, yeah, that was yeah. another one where he could kind of breathe. It,
2: I think, what it does is that with so many movies we watch these days, especially Marvel movies and like Star Wars and things like that. We're so Star Wars in particular. My gosh, um, we're so, it's so easy to just say let's move, yeah, let's let's yeah. snap through, let's cut through, let's get to the next thing. Yeah. and to watch a movie where you know they. Aren't going to do it because it breaks the rules that they have set in play, makes it a way different viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Because you, I think most of us, because we're so accustomed to these jump cutty movies these days, even while I was watching this, I had moments where I thought, oh, they can't cut away. They have to yeah. show how this resolves. And it's not necessarily like a big resolution, but it's like, how do you get from him watching in his you know, friend, comrade, die in his arms to like continuing the movie, and they had to do that. Yep. And and interesting, you you bring this back to Marvel. And I think it's interesting
1: because we talked a lot about in Captain Marvel that, that you guys in particular didn't like the action. That, sequences I was just going to say that because of the cutting and how. Also, I, I think that this movie did a really good job of not making it a hand cam movie, right? The the camera movements were extremely smooth. They were still cinematic in terms of how they were framing things. It wasn't. Just Like, kind of running behind them with a camcorder, mm. it was still cinematic in effect, but but still, how those action sequences I think just get more real. Like, yep. I think that goes into your your comment about how that scene where uh Dean Charles dies is, mm-hmm. is particularly moving because of how real it feels, yeah. And we don't even see the action, right? Mm-hmm. Like, him getting stabbed happens off screen, mm-hmm. we just hear it. Um, but then the other action of, of the other guy coming back with the gun is. Yeah.
0: Well, it was super cool, like I mentioned earlier how they didn't they couldn't reuse sets. Yeah. And I don't know how much you guys watched on the behind the scenes stuff, but what they did was they would go to a wide open field, mm-hmm. and they would do this dialogue and walk or crawl or mimic their actions. And they would map out how far they would get mm. in accordance to how they delivered the lines. And then they would go in and build the sets around oh, that. Wild. So they would map out on this wide open field with, with flags and stuff yeah. like the trenches and stuff. And then they'd go make the set based around how they delivered the dialogue. And what's also cool is when they were in that city, when they were shooting flares, yeah. they made a miniature model of that city with a little miniature, uh, little lights going over and they would test the direction of the lights to see where the, how it would cast the shadows. Did they use a drone for that? Um, for the so what shadows? they did was they had a no, they had a rig set up oh, and they would okay. they would fly a light over it. There's interesting.
1: There's a guy who got a really big drone, and put a really big battery on it, and put a really big bright array of white LEDs that are pointing downward, mm-hmm. and he just makes these beautiful scenes at night. Of quickly flying over a space with, mm-hmm. with this really bright light and it gives this effect of the shadow moving mm-hmm. really quick. Yeah, okay. Making a rig isn't quite as exciting.
0: Well, so That's I mean it's still
1: interesting. No, in exactly. And they would how you to plan that. And they, and they would yeah. plan out
0: where he would go. And then they would uh there's some shots where it was on a wire, the 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 camera was on a wire to then unhooked on the wire to carried yeah. to plopped on a motorcycle to driven to like yeah. all in one. Oh yeah. Which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, the, the technical accomplishment is certainly there. You you watch yeah. any of the scenes of the making of? I've, I've only watched one of the scene where he crawls out of the trench and runs parallel to it, um, which is amazing. Him cool. running into and the
0: extras was an accident. Oh yeah, it wasn't scripted it wasn't it twice. They it, he ran into them twice. They only had enough explosions for four takes. Yeah, and so they just each of the four takes they just kept on going. Yeah, and the one they used was he wasn't supposed to hit anyone. Huh. I mean, it looked good. Yeah, it, it makes great. sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. Yeah, but but this idea of of you have to be really precise in how you tell your story, and you have to be very precise in how you plan for all that. I I still am a little frustrated though that at the end it got a little as as soon as he blacked out it got a little washy for me. Yeah, like him running through the city, I think took too long and it
2: wasn't compelling. It was. That's kind of where. You kind of lose a sense of where you're at in regards to where you have been. Yeah. Like where, okay, so you know, you can kind of think back to, okay, we were in that first trench, Trench. they crossed no man's land, they went into the German tunnels, they came out the other end. And all that tracks. Right? All like that tracks. Your mental model of what's happening. They go past the artillery field, they go into the open field, past the like small orchard plot and the farm and then he gets on the truck and that's kind of driving him even farther away and then he gets to the river and from the river and the blackout I no longer have a sense in what direction he's going I think I could draw a map of their movements up until that point and then once Mm -hmm. he's in that city and starts running around in the dark and then goes from there to the river like in my mind I'm like why did he go is there more than one river? There must yeah. be more than one river because yeah, he well, crossed over he, a river. He knows He'd to crossed
1: get over to a river. river. No, but the, he gets oh, off yeah. the truck and then crosses a the river and then runs through the
2: city and then, and then runs gets to into the another river, river. And then goes into or another. It might river. have been
0: the same river that just yeah. and he just
2: didn't know that he just had to follow it. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't, yeah, know, until, the, he didn't the the know until French, he got into the, the uh, girl uh, yeah,
0: into the city. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so that's it's just that the the frustration around
1: him running through that city both tied with like the stormtrooper effect that these German soldiers are shooting at him with rifles at a long distance and wildly missing. Like there's so a bunch of scenes where you have a guy running at him with a gun. And, so
0: that's pretty accurate. Those rifles weren't accurate. Mm, there were, they're they're were also four... So, and they're, they're shooting and they're shooting from the hip yeah. running. Why they are they not that stopping and aiming? S-
1: right? that, that's my problem is like that breaks yeah, the realism I, of no, maybe. no soldier is going to do that. I don't know. Well, with the... It, it's just frustrating that, like, we're trying to make
0: this realism, and that's, like, blatantly not real. I wouldn't say it's blatantly not real. I think that we should... We may, I think that all of us would need to maybe look at the tactics in World War One, how accurate those rifles were, if people did prefer melee versus not. Like,
1: Well, no, my, my point being that uh, a trained soldier is not going to be running down the street hip-firing a rifle
0: knowing that the rifles aren't that accurate, he would want to get into proximity with the enemy.
1: But I'm just saying that, like, you have... Oh, also, the rifle that the guy had, he doesn't have as many shots as he had. He fired, like, nine or ten shots in a row. Yeah, those
0: clips, I was asking my dad about that, and he said they held held eight or nine. So it was was the something, it was the English... He knows the name. And I asked him about that, and he... So that's one of my dad's biggest pet peeves. And he said he didn't have an issue with... it I, in the movie. So I just
1: felt as though the uh, you, you get people running down streets, firing from the hip and gangster movies with untrained people with submachine guns. You don't get that in a, a, what, a regardless of war whether
2: II it was accurate to world war one. It felt, yeah, I, I'm felt just, fictitious. I'm just saying it,
0: maybe it's fictitious compared to what we have built up in our mind that should be, but maybe that's wrong. That's all I'm saying. Cause I yeah. think I'm not an expert on world war one tactics. No, neither you know, am I. I'm, you, I'm
1: not seriously him. I'm just saying that, that that series of sequences was very off-putting from the yeah. realism that they Well, the fact that,
2: like, that same thing happened to him a few
0: different times. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... I would... I don't trust my point of... I don't trust the context that I've built in my head about how that should be enough to say that's right or wrong. Yeah. But I get your point, for sure. Yeah. I if if you strip that down and just look at it from the perspective of this guy's trying to get from a to B, they constructed the storyline and the rules of the storyline pretty well to keep the pace going for the type of movie they're trying to make with their mm-hmm. rules. Then it's like, you can, what bothered me more was the CGI stitching on the jump than the German soldiers running at him. Yeah. Now that took me out. Yeah. That was when I was like a little,
1: well, and you know, it's almost like they're asking you to watch for it too. Mm-hmm. You're you're waiting for the moment where you know like when it goes the around the goes rock, by the tree, and yeah, the tree, something something happens. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, larger thoughts What do you guys want to get into.
2: So we talk a lot about what's the point of the movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the point necessarily is.
1: Oh, this is interesting. The tables have turned because I I was actually going to talk about that from the context that I think that this is from my perspective. A good example of why i think the point of the movie matters and i think it's tied up in the very last scene where he's looking at his wife and kids and i and I think it's the that scene is tying everything together from the perspective and answering the question of why is he doing this right is he just being a soldier is he just following orders is he like what is he doing and it adds a double twist from the perspective of he has a lot to lose too mm-hmm. yeah they, they kind of build him up to be kind of a carefree soldier, right? They have the whole dialogue around him throwing away his medal or metal, trading his medal yeah. for wine or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I think, th- from my perspective, the point of the movie is to show, one, the horrors of war. Yeah. Which I think is one of my critiques of the movies. I don't necessarily know if the setting matters. Like, I, I don't... Like, David's idea of, of telling an anthology story with just people in war and places would work just as well as this, right? Mm-hmm. I think you could lift this and put in world war two. You could lift this and put in revolutionary War. you could lift this, in a civil war, right? Absolutely. I don't really think it matters that it's in world war one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly know if that's a good or a bad thing. I, I think the one thing that would
0: world. be a twist on that point would be the fact that us knowing the setting and us having a vague idea of trench and no man's land, the concept of that yeah, made that, that
1: part. It's a lot more general. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: well, and also the fact that in another war we're, maybe there's not such a thing as no man's land completely yeah. changes what that scene would look like. Yeah. yeah. But
1: I think you could, I think that's the They're, only, each instance. war has its
0: own. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the only instance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, were,
1: you were saying one. Well, and I think the, the point that it's generally, I, I think it's a general movie. I don't think it's right. When we, when we watch something like Peter Falcon or artist self defense, I think those movies are made more for a smaller niche audience. Whereas I think this is supposed to be a wide audience. Mm-hmm. Everyone's supposed to come to it. Everyone's supposed to like it. Right. The, I think they're they're casting a wide net and so I think like you said Dave the fact that there's a good cultural understanding that World War one trench warfare mm-hmm. we understand this idea of no man's land I think that's
0: valid I think he only put it in 1917 was because his grandfather fought in World War one yeah the director's grandfather yeah. did it, who wrote yeah. it yeah. and so I think that's why he was like oh yeah and yeah. I, I like
1: that time that's that's a very Sentimental but yeah. I think to join this question or, or kind of postulation, I think that the, the point of this movie is to show like how, how the motivations of war work. And interestingly for someone who complains a lot that movies don't show us the point as often as they should, I think this movie did a good job sprinkling in the the kind of constant background question of like, why are we doing this? And even the first half of the movie up until uh, Lance Corporal Blake dies Uh, Schofield is kind of, uh, he's almost apathetic and he's even complaining of why did you pick me? And if
0: anything, they're setting him up to die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then seeing the change and then seeing him kind of pick up the banner is, is a a little more interesting thing than a character study, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just showing his character development because arguably his character didn't develop at all. Um, but it's more this this showing of the motivations of
2: warfighters. and.
0: Do you think he felt like he owed Blake? Mm. Uh, from the death scene, or Do you think it was
2: that he was motivated because of family. Yeah. Well, I think a
0: little bit of both, but I definitely felt that Blake the owing his friend a little bit just from his insistence on finding Lieutenant Blake at the end. Um, and the interaction, yeah. he could have walked away when he's like, "Go get, go get food," and he came back and yeah, chose to kind of say
1: some things. But I th- think it raises the question of like, what is the mission? And if you wouldn't have found uh, Blake's brother, would the mission, would his mission have been complete? Because um, uh, right, yeah. at, at a surface level, the mission is to deliver the orders, right? And the, the, the real person mission is to go tell his brother and to save his brother. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that is an interesting tie-in to the idea of what is the point, right? Is the point about family is mm-hmm. the point about following orders, I would argue that it's not about following orders.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. I, well, there, well, when the there's an overlap, right, of the personal interest in the orders. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, but I think the orders are more of a backdrop than the personal mission of we need to go save this guy's brother.
0: Yeah. Um, the little something I picked up on two things I picked up on my second viewing. Mm-hmm. One before they go over the initial time into no man's land. Um. Lieutenant Leslie, that guy who like didn't really care and was like making fun, throw the gum back. you're crazy. He says, uh, there's a, there's a break in the wire by the bowing chap. Yeah. Yeah. It's a guy. And the guy that's bowing over. I did not catch it the first time. I was was like, oh yeah, bowing chap. And then the second one was in with the scene with the French girl and the baby. Uh, she's like, do you have children? And he just looks at her and doesn't say anything. Yeah. And at the very end you see, he does have two daughters and a wife. Yeah. Well and it's an interesting And he always yeah. checks he checked for his tin yeah. eighty-seven times in the movie. You don't realize that the first time. Yeah. But he's always like checking his tin. Yeah. Like, oh.
1: But but I think I think Duran's kind of callback to this theme that I hit on a lot of what is the point is interesting. Um and yeah, I was I was gonna make the argument that the point of this is simple. Uh, but still, the movie delivered on that point. In a way that I would argue that other movies I've complained about, like Joker uh, and Jojo Rabbit, didn't deliver on that point.
0: I don't really have much more to say about it. But
1: what do you guys feel about World War II movies being Oscar bait? World War or, II? I, I'm going to stick with my comment on World War II movies. That's sure. fair. So I'm going to call this World War II movie.
0: Example 1A, Midway released this year. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, but what was the other Midway movie that came out like 10 years ago and... It wasn't Midway. It was called something else. There's a Pearl Harbor movie. There it is, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor.
2: It was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? No, it was Ben Affleck and ben Affleck uh, Affleck Josh Hartnett. And, uh, and, and Josh Hartnett. Yep. Very bad. Josh Hartthrob. You know who directed it? <laughs> Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Was that his like first thing? No, but no. it was a like glorified that. Michael Bay movie. Okay, yeah. That's why. It um, wasn't.
1: But do you, do you think that this is a like a low hanging fruit type of thing?
2: I not
0: think, with their approach to it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think... Really? Yeah. I, I mean,
2: feel, I don't I think it. Sam Mendes was like, I need another Oscar. What was his first one? Oh, American Beauty. American yeah. Beauty. He, he and off the And I bat. think Road to Perdition did well with awards, yeah. too. It, it won some stuff. Um, but I don't think that's why he makes movies, is yeah. for awards. Um, I think he made this movie because he... His grandfather served yeah. in World
0: War One, and he heard stories about World War One growing up. So um, he had an interview where he was looking at some scripts and just nothing was really catching him and a producer came to him and said, Hey, write your own thing, see if someone will pick it up. Oh yeah. So he wrote this he wrote this up. Um and then it got picked up and he got excited about it. Yeah. It it's just a thing that But uh, I do, yeah.
2: So to get back to your question
1: yeah. 'cause I'm I'm th- just thinking like during your hesitation in approaching this movie, I feel as though it might be tied to this trend of like every year Lots of I'm going to say historical war movies come out focusing yeah. on World War II, focusing on World War One, um, and now even recently focusing on Iraq, Afghanistan wars. When I'm thinking about like Hurt Locker and uh, Jarhead and right uh, American Sniper and right there, there's all these these yeah. movies that we see kind of I don't even want to say recycling or rehashing, but there's almost like a genre film of of what well, it is it's a war movie right Yeah, yeah.
2: I think uh, I think it's because war is war is like the ultimate um conflict in society mm, okay i don't think that there's there's anything that that we encounter in society that is a larger and grander conflict than war so when you're making movies and it's all in and it's you know movies entertainment based like okay what is what's going to draw the most attention and and create the most visceral mm-hmm. reaction. Like mm-hmm. war is going to be at the top of that list every time no matter what because of what it is. Yeah. So then I think you have you go from that discussion to okay, if you're going to make movies about war, which war do you do? And I feel like World War 2 is an easy one because it was the last clear one side versus the other, good versus evil. Yeah. And it's
1: far enough away that the general population wasn't directly involved
2: wasn't directly involved but knows a lot about it yeah, yeah. um like there's a reason that Hitler gets referenced well, and even all this the idea,
1: time even this idea that Shawn Mendes heard stories from his grandpa about the war and so he made a movie in honor of his grandpa's familial stories is tapping into the same idea that lots of people have listened to their grandparents talk about whatever the war is right but yeah. like it yeah. it just seems like almost like a either a safety blanket or a or like I said a bait right. That, that yeah. It's just a very low easy thing to make a story about. But is
0: it his fault that it is? No, no, no that's not that's not my point. And is I'm right?
1: not saying that this movie is bad because of it yeah. either. I think that like you said, Dave, this is a good example of the genre rising above that. Yeah. Because again, I, I was similar to Durant in that like I would watch it because I like war movies. Like I I think back to a lot of the ones we've talked about, Band of Brothers, same Private Ryan. Even, like, Enemy at the Gates from, like, a long time ago. We right? were like, soldiers. I like them, yeah, we were soldiers. Like, I like war movies. I don't have an issue with war movies. Um, and I probably give them more... Uh, leeway? More leeway than I would other movies of a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still am just... It, I guess I'm kind of annoyed at the
2: unoriginality of it. Yeah, I think it just comes back to... When you're when anyone is thinking about um like the money you know, just the pure investment that you have to put into to create a film. Yeah. Yep. And you're thinking about how like how do we create something that's gonna be compelling enough that people will see it that we'll make money on it, war is a super easy thing to tap into.
1: Yeah, but what would you say to this complaint that a lot of people have that the movie industry keeps recycling the same thing from the perspective of like we just had Endgame which was just the twenty third sequel or twenty second sequel to Iron Man or whatever, I mean, um, like like this this idea that like we keep reusing the same stuff. And I think an argument would be that this movie, nineteen seventeen, is different and that it's original. It's not yeah. a copy of a previous entity, right? But my my counter mm-hmm. to that is like, well, it is though, right? It is very similar. Christopher
0: Nolan's a savior of like, <sighs> the movie industry.
2: <laughs> I think that it's uh, well, in, it, wait in what way
0: he Duncrick? writes all his own stuff.
2: Oh, well, it's so so all original screenplays. So
0: Interstellar, yeah, it's all well, yeah. original screenplays for him. Except
2: Batman's based on Batman. Yeah, Except, but I mean, right? I mean, so look but, at... But
0: it's easy to say that... Look at Inception, look at Tenet coming out, look at... No, I agree. It's, it's
2: easy to say Batman's Batman, but there's a reason that Christopher Nolan's Batman... Is considered the best. ...is put on a different yeah, level. Yeah, no,
1: I don't disagree. But but what, what I'm getting at is this: there's this common trend uh, that we have talked about, too, complaining that... Why don't we get more movies like Widows? Why don't we get more oh, movies yeah. like Art of Self Defense? I think
0: it's it's a monetary thing. One also, you get a lot that's recycled off of other movies or adapted from other works, well, and that's why I brought up Christopher Nolan because they're original.
1: Yeah, but so yeah. My, my question then becomes: We all gave this a, a thumbs up. If we looked at it in the context of is this just rehashing other things? With, Dave you even mentioned like mm-hmm. you thought that other movies did parts of it the all, different the, beats better. Then, yeah. Um is this just a rehashing of a of a used story or is this original in some way
2: i think it's i think that it has a lot of originality in it and it does a lot of things that i would like other movies to do mm-hmm. even just taking the risk on you know the cinematography because mm-hmm. i know other movies have done it but it's it's going to be one of those things where eventually someone's going to do it and it's going to fail. Yeah. And it's just like you either get it and you do it well, or you, it's just going to be bad. And I feel like that's something that they won't know until they're in the editing room.
1: Yeah. Especially. Yeah. The amount of work that the amount of preparation work that had to go into making this film had you, to pay you off. Couldn't just wing it. You couldn't. Yeah. yeah. It was a cool
0: crossover from an acting perspective. Cause I feel like it was more like theater for them. Mm. Uh, where yeah. it wasn't cut, cut, cut. like you had yeah. to do these extended six, eight, ten minute scenes, uh, which is very theatrical. Were
1: you as distracted by the technical
2: aspect as Dave was? Which part of the technical aspect uh, as isn't like the cuts? And, yeah, and the cuts? Yeah, distracted. Oh, I, would I say, every time there was a cut, I knew. Yeah, I just noticed in my mind. I was like, "All right, they got a break." But but did you <laughs> did you think about that from the standpoint Breakdown. of like?
1: that's where I would put the cut or did you do it from the standpoint of, Oh, I can visibly see where the cut is. Um, cause like my, uh, the reason I'm asking is cause I, I didn't necessarily have the same reaction Dave had of like, I don't think I could bad like bad see, CGI.
2: Um, I mean there was bad CGI, but that I don't think I ever got necessarily pulled out because of that. Like, like the, the only time I really had a moment of like,
1: Oh, that was nasty was when he jumps into the water. Yeah.
2: When he jumps into the water and when he goes over the waterfall. Yeah. We're both pretty yeah. bad.
1: But But like other than that, up
2: until that point, I was but, like well. But the tricky thing with doing a single cut film in any way, anytime you create a break in mm-hmm. a cut, even if it's natural, people are gonna notice. There's no way you can't notice, oh, the camera went it, like, an object went between the camera and your targets. Yeah, like, but I think... took it, up the whole
1: frame. I still think we're... We're, we're inspecting it at a higher level. Than we probably we. are. Some people are. Um, Some people would watch that and be like... How I also did think they that, do that in one single cut?
2: Yeah. Well, you also... uh, Like, did he have, like, a, a fake blood bag in his stomach the whole time until that scene? Right? Like, no. Like, Yeah. I think it's, it's easy to say, yeah, we give it... We analyze things... And scrutinize things a lot more, yeah. but then you get to his blackout scene mm-hmm. and that's, that's full stop. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, like, man, there's no like clever use of terrain or, or anything else to create a cut. It's yeah. full stop and yeah. start. I also agree that it
1: would have been nice to have that happen at dusk and then to have the camera stay on
2: him and then see the sun go down. Right. To have it or even just time to- transition without the cut have a shot of him unconscious and have the camera slowly do like a pan yeah. going out the window Yeah. and even seeing things happen out yeah. the window. And as you like finish the shot of the window, it gets darker and then you come back yeah. to him and then he like comes back out. Yeah. And at that point it's dark in the house. Like, yeah, there's plenty of ways to do it. Cause it's already, you're already having to, like we said earlier, you have to just suspend disbelief in just the idea that, you know, in the course of even the time from them leaving their first trench to him getting knocked out,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, did that all happen as quickly as it actually did in the movie? In the movie runtime, yeah. yeah. you know. Well it was the same thing when he's in the city, right?
1: He gets blacked out and it's pitch black, and then he's in the forest and it's light.
0: Well, the the clock rang six a.m. when he was with the uh gal. Yeah. So, but that's tough to know. It's, that's what ten fifteen minutes sunrise. Yeah, it's that's pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So, I don't know. It's well. uh, So, this leads to my next
1: question, though, of of, do you think that this movie is as good as it is because of that either gimmick or feat of cinematography, right? Like, either way you want to look at it, right? Do you think that if it wouldn't have been filmed in the way it was filmed, it would be as good as it is?
0: I think that it enhanced it. I think that it was icing on the cake. I think that you can argue the merits of the cake based on taste and preference. Like, Mm -hmm. I like the dialogue. I can see how some people wouldn't. I... The story was simple and straightforward. I can see how some people would maybe want different things from that. But I think that due to the framework they set up with the point of the story, it lends itself very nicely to that. And also. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, I'm the, wonder, but I'm wondering. I right, think like. enhanced. So I'm just like it enhanced, it enhanced the tension. Um, And I think that it did make it. I don't it, think it, it was a better experience because yeah. of it. That's
1: that's more my thing. Is like I, I feel it just becomes forgettable if you don't have. Oh that yeah, gimmick. I think yeah. it would be like not I th- that it's bad, just that I wouldn't really care afterwards. It would
0: it would be less good if it didn't have it. I think
1: because this will always and forever remain. Oh yeah, that World War One movie with the the continuous cut. Yeah, yeah, like that. That is what this movie is, and so it's. Yep. Yeah, I'm just. I
2: hope so if much. anything, this opens up the idea of. of Telling stories that happen over short time frames. Yeah. yeah. Because with so many movies that we you know, we see come through theaters all the time, we don't really know how long we're, they We're talking
1: about this in Lord of the Rings yeah. that as much as we it's all have Lord of the Rings, movies. yeah, well, all of them have like a terrible yeah. relationship with time. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of assume that it all takes place at the same time, even though it doesn't and But right. and, and it's I think you're it's right. It's a widespread
2: it, thing with all film that people just uh they don't worry about.
1: Yeah. And it allows for plot holes to be covered up and it allows Yeah. Again, it gets back to this idea of you have to have a lot of very good preparation to do this yeah. kind of film. Yeah. Whereas if you can kind of just say like, Oh, a week passed, we can like write in a line that says, Oh, well, yeah. and here's they a lost point. their dog because of whatever. Here's
0: a right? point I'll bring up. I think I don't think it's a bad thing that it's better because of it. Oh, I don't think because so Because I think that one aspect of the movie medium yeah. is all mm. of the te- – and I know you don't like this stuff as much as I do. Mm. But here's, here's – my, my Here, Let me finish is- my point. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Sorry. yeah. So the it's not a bad thing because of it, because one of the inherently super important and very malleable sides of movie making is how you make the movie. The cinematography, the cut, how you choose to show things. One of the reasons I love Dunkirk is because – Fifty percent of the time, something's on screen. It's like if you snapshot that, it's visually stunning. Mm-hmm. And so I think that because of the technicality and the work and the framing, all that stuff that goes into a continuous shot, it that aspect of the movie is enhanced, and that makes the whole thing better.
1: Yeah. Do you think though that movies that are shot in three D are better movies because they're shot in three D? No. And I think and so. That, that's, that's my counter is like that's the same thing. To th-
0: me. Well, that's uh, a it's different not. I think aspect it's not, though, mm-hmm.
1: right? It's, it's the same well, street, right? Like it's the same thing, but, but it's that's different.
2: You're, that's adding a, you're, I think you're, you're kind of how you frame shots and how you choose to show. Yeah. Cause, cause then you could get into the argument of, um, if this was shot with a hand cam mm-hmm. versus the way that it was shot, like. Well, it's still, like, those are the same thing. But what I'm saying is, like, so so we can look
1: at all of these technical aspects. Yeah. And some of the technical aspects have direct relation to the art of the film, which is what you're getting at yeah. in terms of, right, we, we look at films like Dunkirk. I haven't seen Dunkirk, but I believe you, right? Okay. Uh, I know most recently, like, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. they focused on that, yep. that. There's a lot of aesthetic quality of yep. every single frame. So obviously the technology is going to be tied in that aesthetic, but at the same time, it still is a uh, technical aspect of the film. In the same way that we could have a film, let's say Schindler's List, that uses color in a certain way, mm-hmm. right? The, the technical aspect of it's a black and white film, except for the scenes that have color, yeah. add to the story of it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now my point is, is that is this is the movie good because of the technical aspect? Or is the movie good because of the the artistic aspect?
2: But I don't think that you can isolate it. I don't think you can isolate no, it. No, you
1: can because you can, yeah. you can certainly have this movie with the same style of action sequences, with the same style of pace, with the same style of tension without the gimmick of a continuous cut. No,
0: I agree. You could, but my point when I say you can't isolate it is that's not make or break. How does it fit into the entirety of the story, right? Which is why... I, I originally said that the nature of the story lends itself very well to this type of thing, and they executed it pretty well.
1: I think we might be getting crossed then, because I disagree with what you just said. What what I'm saying is they could still get the same execution without the gimmick. And so I'm saying, like, is the movie good because of the gimmick, or is the movie good
0: without the gimmick? Oh, I think that the story is a cool story. I think it stands out more because of how they showed it and told it.
2: I think... Uh, the I story mean, is a serviceable story it gets, it gets story. super because you're i mean i guess i'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around the point that you're trying to make yeah. are you saying that um you're you're making this com- this uh connection between them doing a single shot and like making it 3d
1: well no I'm just I'm just getting at this idea that there are ways in which our technology has influenced how we tell stories yeah and I think some of those ways are good and I think some of those ways are bad and I think some of the ways don't matter yeah I would argue 3d doesn't matter I agree right yeah. like even thinking back to Avatar which was like the first heralded like this movie must be seen in 3d I don't really care right I don't yeah. think the 3d added to it anyway. yeah yeah even though I would argue that James Cameron thought that it did. Right. Yeah. He would argue that his aesthetic choices as a filmmaker were augmented and influenced by the three D nature of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's arguable whether that's a thing or not. But what I'm getting at is this movie couldn't have been made fifty years ago. This movie Probably is not. made because of the technology we have in movie making. And its predecessors, right? We have a lot of things from Children of Men to Birdman to Revenant of yeah. movies that have done this kind of thing with action sequences. And my, my question is simply in that gimmick, is that a thing that is supporting the movie in a way that is holding up the movie? Or is it just a uh, secondary effect of the thing they're trying to do?
0: No, I think it's supporting and holding it up. Yeah. Oh. So here's where I would here's where I would roll no, back no, to. No, no, no.
1: Good. So I want to stick on that for a okay. sec. So my, my point is if that gimmick is the thing that's supporting it, okay. then why are we that excited about it? Because it's new and fresh?
0: No, because it, it takes a lot of hard work and execution to pull that off well. It's a cool the it looks think, great. because... Oh,
1: but it, but hold, up, hold up, hold up, on that point, okay. Memento is hard to film too because of the way that they're telling the story. That's not a technical thing. That's that's a that's a Handicap that they have
0: put on themselves. Memento. That's all done in the editing room.
1: Well, you also have to film it in the right way too, though, right? That that film can't be made off the hip. You have to plan that story out before you can. Most movies. Not true. I I hard disagree with that. As far as
0: most movies need planning. What's
1: as your, much planning as what you're getting at, you're saying that this movie is important because of, of how all much the I planning plan, and preparation, it I don't takes I disagree. Extra, yeah, for I'm sure disagree. but what I'm saying is that planning isn't specific to the gimmick. The planning is specific to the way that they had to craft the movie, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to decouple all these different parts of movie making, and what I'm saying is like the planning aspect of mm-hmm. a well-executed movie isn't unique to a single cut movie. No, I agree. You also have other movies that have to be well planned and well thought out before you can make them as well. Most all good movies. Well yeah. And so so what I'm getting at is okay, so remove that aspect. Okay. Right? So I'm I'm still trying to peel back this okay. onion of of this this notion that is this movie good because of the single take? And if it
0: is, then why are we excited about it? So it's not good because of the single take. You could have a single take with a crap script and characters that aren't f- like Yeah, the Birdman. Or you could yeah. right.
2: or you could do a worse you could do a bad job of the single take.
0: And let me say, yeah. let me throw this in there to make sure maybe you understand my side of me under trying to understand you. Let's go the opposite way. Think of a movie that you really enjoy or a story that you really like. Or say the script mm-hmm. that you really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Now say all you had was over the shoulder, medium shot, cut back and forth, just stale, just showing the characters. Just the way they shot it was just asinine. Just super boring, stale, no movement, mm-hmm. just boom, 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 cut to whoever's talking. You can... Really, really, really influence the uh, your ability to enjoy a movie, even as well written as that one, if it's shown in a way that's very either stale, stale or distracting. You see, that's the other end. No, of, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, and, and that's
1: what I mean by there. There's a there is a tightly coupled yet still separate connection between the aesthetic and the technology. Mm-hmm. Right before we could have steady cams, before we could have you know. Uh, drone photography, helicopter shots, right? Before before we could have all this technology that leads into how we do our filming, Mm -hmm. right? You talk about this idea of you have a camera on a line to being carried on a motorcycle, right? Like you couldn't do that with citizen Kane. Yep. Right. So citizen Kane has really stale, really long, really static cut shots because that's what the technology. I haven't seen it. I need to. my point being that like, I think we can agree that that is a culturally important movie. I'm not saying that you like it or not, but I'm saying that, uh, that movie would that would that movie be better with uh, a continuous cut?
0: I mean,
2: you replace I'm continuous sure you cut could, with I mean, just you couldn't tell, more advanced camera cut. usage, like better cinematography. It just comes yeah. to
0: the art, that just comes to down to the because I feel preference. like you're getting
2: hung up on like the continuous cut thing as a whole, where in re- like really you're just we're talking about like. Advanced cinematography, like a different. Yeah. We're, we're moving into different uses and creative ways. Yeah, so, of filming so to, and showing
1: a to story. Cut out all of this. My my initial point still remains. Are are we, and by we I mean both us and people who are giving this a lot of awards. Are we excited about it because of the gimmick?
2: I think. No, I I don't think you can be. Because again, I'll go back to my yeah, initial yeah, yeah. thing,
1: which is that if it wasn't a continuous cut movie, I would think it's kind of forgettable. And
2: so, so that's my point. Because now I think I'm under, I understand yeah. where you're coming from. It's it's everything. Yeah, you're looking at it as a whole thing. You're looking at at you're looking at the story and everything like yeah, that, yeah. and the way that it's filmed and the cinematography and all the yeah. camera work. All that is coming together to make one thing. Yeah, but whether but then then no, my point is that
1: Avatar. All of what you're talking about was it being in 3D, which we just said Avatar doesn't matter if it's in 3D or not. Right. And so I'm saying that there are... But that's, that's 3D. I'm saying that there are some technical things that matter and there are some technical things that don't matter. That's mm-hmm. that's central to my point. And yeah. what I'm saying is, is this the thing that matters or is this the thing that doesn't matter? And what it sounds like is you guys are saying that it's a technical thing that does matter. Yeah. The fact that it was shot as a continuous shot with the techniques that they used... Is what made the movie good.
0: Yeah, I think so. Is one of the main things that made it good. Well, yeah. You so, can't is, rip so is that the fact.
1: Up. Well, no. But so is the fact that it's filmed in color. So is the fact yeah. that it's no, filmed exactly, with yeah. five point one surround sound. Right. Like, I'm. I'm not trying to 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 say. Um, editing is, is editing
0: and framing is a huge part of every movie. Well,
1: no, no, but what I'm saying is, uh, uh, I'm not trying to make a reductive, absurdum argument that like without this it would be crap. That's not my point. My point is how much of its goodness is tied into the fact that it's a single take.
2: That's. I don't think that's a question that, that de- anyone can answer because you could you could apply the same question to Lord of the Rings and say if they shot that poorly, would we still like it?
1: No, no, no. That's I, that's not my point. My point being, um, okay, so. We watched Lord of the Rings in stereo sound over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Did you guys like it less because it was in stereo sound as opposed to it being in Dolby Super Surround?
0: I mean, it probably would have been a more enjoyable viewing. But experience. that's just it's enhancing. Kind of that's just enhancing what's already been captured. You're you're talking about. F- fundamentally changing how they would shoot and edit the film. That's different Yeah, it's thing.
1: fundamentally changing how you take in the audio media.
0: It's, but it's changing. Right?
1: The same thing is like we saw... What movie did we see the in the front s- row? Was it Endgame? No,
0: it wasn't Endgame. I saw Zootopia in the front uh, row. Infinity
2: War.
1: Infinity War. Right? The fact that we saw Infinity War in the very front row of the theater reduced our viewing experience. I agree. What I'm getting at though is that there are some things that matter and some things that don't matter. And what I'm getting at is... I believe I'm making the argument that this film is interesting and this film is getting traction because of that gimmick, not because it's necessarily a good film.
2: Yeah. So I will, I'm going to agree with you in that if they shot this conventionally and had regular cuts in it, it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, I agree. But I would also I agree with that. Diana Hill <laughs> saying that the cinematography is. An incredible part of any film. That's why there's an Oscar specifically for cinematography.
1: Yeah, but then why is this getting best picture nominations and not just best cinematography? Well, it's,
2: so best picture is all-encompassing. It all,
1: it You're looking at everything yeah, 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 in the yeah, film. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing. But what I'm saying is that all-encompassing thing seems to sure be a lot of just this one thing. Well, right? Dave, you made the joke about Star Wars that Star Wars is carried by Adam Driver, right? Yeah. Your your joke is that the only good thing about the movie is Adam driver and the yeah. rest of it is kind of just whatever. Well,
0: yeah. let's, well, let's, let's spend some more time on the other stuff then. Right. So I thought that the story was simple. The acting was good. The, like this, the story was emotionally hard hitting for me. Right. There's the other aspects were not bad at all. And so but
1: that's not my question. My question is, are those, are those aspects sufficiently no, going to be a good movie? No,
0: I know that's your, I know that's your question. And so that's why I might, let's examine those a little bit more because we can talk about the gimmick all we want. But your question is that removed or that altered, does the movie get better or worse? I think it gets worse. But what I think what I'm saying is I see your point. And my point is with this movie and with every movie woven into the very fabric of the final product is how the cinematography and editing dance in and enhance or detract from the characters in the story.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with you. I'm, I'm with you, but yeah. I still am not seeing you guys make the jump to where I'm trying to get you to go to, which is that, again, there are some things that add to it and there are some things that don't add to it. So what would be something that doesn't add to it? 3D. Yes. Right? Yep. Uh, surround yep. sound, right? Yep. Like, yep. There's yep. lots yep. of reasons, it, right? Like, I, I, think yep. if, I agree. If and I think
0: that this aspect adds to it. It's a thing that if you altered, changed, it would have the potential to drastically improve or drastically detract from. Okay. I
1: agree. So now my
0: question my my core question is, is this then carried by that? I think that it would not be getting the buzz it does if it didn't have this because, yeah, we use the term gimmick. But I also think it added to the script and the acting and the experience.
1: Yeah. Well, I, so, I yeah. So, would, no, I don't think it would. No, get, but, I would not hold up, hold up, hold give up. it a best picture nomination. I think
0: the Padres and Phantom Menace
1: is added when you watch it in 5.1 surround sound. Right? That doesn't mean that the Padres is only good in that context.
0: But see, that doesn't fundamentally change what was captured or how it. Right, like you can't. Oh, no, I, I think you. There
1: you, are some people that would argue that it does fundamentally. But change. you can't. You, you can't have a movie
0: with it. cuts and then watch it in a way that changed the cuts.
1: No, but you could have a movie that doesn't have this gimmick, and you still have the same everything else. Yes, you absolutely could. I agree. And so, my point is, like, yes, you're right that the actual effort in getting the two things to compare is not the same effort. Yeah. If I'm watching a thing in 5.1 and I want to watch in 2.1, that difference is, is trivial. Yeah. I agree with you that, the, that we can't simply take this movie and then watch it as a cut movie. Yeah. But what I'm saying is as a mental experience, as yeah. a mental experiment. Yeah. Watch this movie in your mind with the same everything yep, but except cuts. you don't do a continuous cut.
0: Yeah, I don't think that it would – well, it depends on how it's done, right? We. Well, no, it, it's done the exact same way. No, I know, but no. – No, I'm saying it's the exact same way. But with way. cuts? Yeah. So we can't we – can't, so I'll answer your question with this. I think that it would not be as good. I don't think it would be garnering as much buzz. But you also can't determine what those cuts would be and how they would execute it.
1: Well, yeah, just like if you gave me all of the raw footage from Knives Out, I wouldn't get to the same end result. For, for sure, right? That's right, like yeah. what an editor does. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we can assume that it won't, wouldn't be as good. And I would assume that because I think that this one take aspect of this movie is a yeah, but, huge part of. Well, it.
1: No, but I want to go with this for a sec. So, so let's take this thought experiment though of Knives Out. I give Duran. My raw footage of knives out, and mm-hmm. I give David my the same raw mm-hmm. footage of knives out, and I give both of you the same directorial or producerial yeah. direction. direction. Yep. And I say, "This is the style I want. This is what I want." And yep. you guys both produce a thing. And let's say you guys are equally as good at your job, right? It's not that one of you is good or bad. That's not the point. They would look very different. They would look different, but do you think that that would fundamentally change the goodness of the movie? Yes. 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 Oh gosh, yeah, I disagree. Hard. Right? See, and, and, and I'm not surprised
0: you do looking back to future to past conversations we've had where I I think I put a lot more weight on those technical aspects of films than you do. But this isn't cinematography. This is pure editing. Editing, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. About. I think the editing is huge. That's why there's. A, yeah. that's, that's why no, there's a,
1: I'm, I'm not saying editing is not huge. I'm saying both of you are good editors. Yeah. But right? but you're saying that Duran, who creative, is a good editor and yep. David, who's a good editor. Yep. Duran would make a bad movie, and David would make a good movie. No, it's like no, that's exactly that would be different. That's, that's my question. No, that that is my question. Well, so would I the think the goodness of the movie be directly impacted by. I think that I
0: think creative choices. I think one of them would be better in the editing room. Can can sway to a degree. To yeah. a degree, movies. Absolutely. I think. I think one would be. That's better. why there's I think an Oscar we would, for We would best come editor. out of
2: there with two different movies. One would clearly be better than the other. Okay. Yep. Good. Yeah. Fine. So, now my point being
1: that what is better about those two?
2: What do you mean? Well, so, so, yep. so, be,
1: so, again, again, absolutely. I, I, my whole thing here is I'm trying to decouple all of these elements. Yeah. Right.
0: So, it depends on the script, right? If there's timelines involved, when they choose to put what where, when they cut from dialogue. Oh, no, no, a all, lot all, of all these stuff.
1: things are determined by the director. All right?
0: these things are determined by the editing in the editing room. No,
1: no, but that, that doesn't happen. The The person who edits the movie does not work in a bubble. Right, that's, no. what, that's what I mean by like all of the same aesthetic choices of the pace. All of that is being set by the well, director. Yeah,
0: but but so then what would but, change? If in the, so would the, change this? that's so the, my point. My point, point is that no, 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 no.
1: no, I'm saying things will change, but the outcome doesn't. That's my point. Is that you're right? There's lots of choices to make, but I'm saying that the aesthetic choices stay the exact same. The pacing stays the same. But then, here's an
0: example. Here's a concrete
2: example. But that doesn't two
0: people talking and you're filming it, right? Yeah. You could choose to have. The camera stay on the person talking and then the other yeah, person says no, the line and I'm then listen and responds. What
1: I'm saying is that is still a directorial uh, choice on the feeling of a shot. I don't disagree that the way you edit a shot determines the the pace, determines the feel, determines the, the way it's presented. I'm not arguing that. I think that's true. So what would true. change
0: in your example
1: as What I'm saying is editing. you say we're going to have a scene in Knives Out where... The character who we know later is gonna deceive everyone yeah. is trying to convince the main character to get on his side. Yep. We want that scene to be tense because we know that we're doing this crime drama. Yeah. Right. I give the same direction to both of you. Yeah. You're not gonna come back to me with a scene that is drastically different. There will be differences. I'm not saying you're gonna cut in the exact same time frames yeah. of the exact same yeah. shots. I'm not saying that's gonna be the same. But what I'm saying is the outcome, the the end result, given the same directorial decisions that are gonna be made. Are going to be functionally the same thing.
2: But you're okay. I think there's different. There's so I'm there's not a clear line between what you're talking about with 1917 and yeah, with okay. this. Because, no, no, so let me explain. With this, you were saying that we were both given the same raw footage. Yes. What David and I are saying about 1917 is if you take 1917 as filmed with one shot and then yes. you refilm the whole movie in a completely different way and like in a way that it's more conventionally shot where mm-hmm. you're going to use cuts and stuff that's not going to give you the same movie no but my, my point is
1: okay so what, I, what i'm getting at here is that we could take 1917 and we could again do this thought experiment with me for a sec pretend do you guys know what the planoptic function is Have you ever heard that before uh, it's the idea that you have a coordinate space for whatever you're looking at and that's a Seven dimensional coordinate. You have position, you have rotation, then you have time, right? So right now we have a certain planoptic function that is the continuous take, right? That, that you have a single camera that is capturing all of the things that it sees. So what I'm saying is, I'm going to go through and I'm going to take this footage that we have, but I'm going to extend some of the parts so that the camera doesn't necessarily rotate around someone, or it doesn't necessarily go behind a tree, or it doesn't necessarily um, you know change direction instead I'm just going to have the you know a camera do a normal pan shot I'm going to have a different camera yeah. you know do just a steady shot right I'm going to get all of the exact same acting the exact same pace the exact same everything else except I'm going to film it uh, from just more traditional camera angles yeah mm-hmm. and I'm going to edit it again with the same directorial direction yeah. I want it to be tense I want it to be frenetic I want it to be moving yeah. right All of those same things. What I am getting at, and we can be done with this after I say this, and if you guys don't want to engage with it, is that I don't think that that movie is fundamentally different from the movie we just watched.
0: See, I do. Okay, that's fine. I think that visual flair and editing timing is huge bigger than you think it yeah. is. Even well, but,
1: but what you're saying just just to yep. re re say sure. what sure. you guys are telling yep. me is that that's the only thing that matters. No.
0: No, that's not what we're saying. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. Let me let me rephrase what you no. just said. You're saying that it I I could get the best cinematographer and the best editor and not do a single take and it would be worse than this movie.
2: No, that's not what we said. No. That's what you just said.
0: No, yes. no, 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 no. no. Yes, no.
1: I just said I did this whole thing. <laughs> okay, so we built this up, and I yeah. said, "Would that be Scott, better or worse?" And you said it would be worse.
0: No, no,
2: no. So for so here's what I'll say: If I said that, I was wrong, and I didn't mean to say that.
0: Yeah, then I'm then I'm
2: misunderstanding what you're trying to say. Because what I am saying is that this film was made to be one shot. Okay, so if you then take. This film, the story, the whole way it was crafted to be one shot and say, we're not going to shoot it in one shot. It's not going to be as good because it was the entire idea behind it from, I assume, almost day one of yeah. Sam Mendez coming up with it was, it's going to be one continuous shot. When the framework of the film is built on that. It's woven into the DNA. And then you I'm say. With that. and then And then you say. Like, no, we're going to shoot this with multiple cameras and cut it. This is the
1: same reason that I can read a book and I can listen to an audiobook and I can watch a film adaptation or a miniseries TV and still have an experience of that story that is on a level, not the exact same, but on a level the same. So what you guys are saying is that like the only thing that matters and drives this movie is, I did not say that. No, and if, well, I, no if I you're, did,
2: you're, you just said it's part of the DNA. Yeah. This
3: it is, is what the
1: DNA DNA. It's, that's I did. It's I disagree. It's,
2: it's, it's well, not. That's what, that's what the director okay. said. You're, you I feel like you're saying that we're saying that's like it. That's the end all be all cinematography. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that is a core component of the film, just like any other piece. But we it's not, not just like every other
1: piece. We already went over that. It's not like every other piece.
0: When you start, when you start, the creative process, like Sam Mendes did, even down to, let's we know we're doing this one shot, so let's let's build the sets literally around the yeah, lines of no, dialogue I, as we do this. But it,
1: we're we're going in circles now. That's not unique to doing a one-shot movie. Mm, well, no, it, it's it's a requirement, but it's not the only no, time. So you when do you that.
2: okay, so if you if you're just when you're uh, thinking sorry, about, sorry, real
1: quick, Knives yeah. Out had to do the same thing. They couldn't improv and Knives Out for the story beats. No, but they like, didn't. They, the, they didn't, had to have that. But they didn't build down. the house around the script. Mm, they might have picked the house and then rewritten the script to fit the house.
0: No, I mean, yeah, but my point being is that every creative choice that this movie you, made. Sorry, let
1: me, let me rephrase. Uh, in 1917, they could have changed the dialogue to fit the set they had.
0: Uh, yes, they could have. They didn't
1: because they wanted to spend $90 million. Yep, That's the point. But my point being that like that isn't that still isn't sufficient for my question of them writing it in the way they wrote it doesn't require it to be shot in one take.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: That's the crux of my question then is that if that's true. Yeah. If the the writing we're going to focus on writing for right now. The writing isn't solely dependent on doing it in one shot. Hold that in your thought for a minute. If the acting isn't dependent on doing it in one shot. If the sound design isn't dependent on doing it in one shot, if the, I'm even going to say like costume design, even if the, I think the lighting is dependent, that's fine. I would, I would argue it's the same as the writing that it certainly has some technical aspects that you have to plan for Yeah. But I would say that the the lighting is still,
0: if you have a 360 shots, you can't have light structures set up, et cetera.
1: That's fine. Yeah. Right. Arguably they had those light structures set up and they CGI them out. Right. But that's different. Yeah. My point being that if, if all of these things remain and none of them are directly uh, dependent on it being a one shot, that still gets back to my question then. And I think you guys are on a certain level agree with me, but you're taking a different direction that the only reason we're talking about this is because of this gimmick. And my concern in the question is, is that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: I think it's a good thing. I think that if they cut this as a normally cut movie, it would depend on how it was cut, if the quality was better or worse. Yeah, but That's but, my
1: point. but in in that comment, though, you're conceding that it could be better cut differently.
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. I think that. But it would be a different film. It would be a different film. And like we said, since the whole picture, the whole thing is propped up in large part due to this, is the other stuff quality enough to still make it a best, a best picture nominee I'm not gonna say yes for sure so well no but but put a
1: put put a flag in that are you yep. saying yes or no you can say yes but I don't feel strongly about it well because uh, my point is that I don't think it's a best picture nominee and so, I
0: don't think it's that good of a movie so my point being so and here comes back to what I think our fundamental disagreement is, is the the way it is edited and the way it is cut since I've place such a high weight, a larger weight on that aspect of filmmaking than you do would make it a different movie and it has a potential to be, in my eyes, I think it would probably be worse, but it might be better due to how that craft is executed. But to answer your question, yes, I think this is propped up a lot by the one shot and that is an aspect I enjoyed a lot and I think that a lot of people enjoy that about it. But is that what makes it a good movie? I think... I think... Because, like, again,
1: I go back to my initial point that James Cameron thought that 3D would make Avatar better. And that Avatar's not a good... I I don't but like that's...
2: It. I uh, like. I don't think that you can lump in... I, I'm
0: personally never going to lump in like whether or not a movie is 3D with what's the cinematography quality of it. I also can't say mm. yes or no based on that question because there's the acting, there's the characters. I enjoyed the emotional punch of it. I enjoyed... Uh, the different lines. I know the different scenes. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah. So the stars are aligning. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. And for Avatar,
1: I think you'd argue that the stars didn't align. I didn't like the movie, yeah. Right. But but imagine a world in which Avatar, the stars did align perfectly. Yeah. And now all of a sudden everyone looks at Avatar that's doing well. Yeah. Because all of the stars did align and now all of a sudden we get even more 3d movie making, right? Cause my concern in a lot of the conversations, oh, Avatar we have did this, really well.
0: It was the number one grossing movie of all
1: time. And yet we hear everyone talking about how it's their favorite movie. Yeah, right? I don't, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree that it did well financially. It, I, my argument in all of this is that it did well financially because of the gimmick. I don't think avatar oh. did well because it was a good movie. I agree. That's what brought people out in droves. Good. My point in this is that I think this is a movie that is
0: doing well because of the gimmick. I think that you're right. I think that's attracting people. Absolutely.
1: And so my concern then, now we can move on from this yeah. point. Drain, do you want to say anything before we move on?
2: I. You can am, disagree with us. Well, I fundamentally disagree with equating like whether or not a movie has 3D with the way that it's shot. But I think you can't
1: possibly decouple the way we consume and make films from the technology that we use to do them. I'm not saying they're the same thing. And I'm not saying this movie is uh, solely based on this gimmick. I think it's a fine movie without it. I just don't think it's that noteworthy without it. I agree. In the same way that I don't think that Avatar is changed by its 3D-ness, I'm saying that... It's not. crap. I don't think this movie is that much better because of the gimmick. And I know that we disagree on that. I'm not trying to decouple that. What I'm getting at, though, is that um, as we move forward in time, we have to look at what impact this will have on other movies. One of my core arguments with Joker is that the fact that it did financially well led to or will lead to more Joker-like movies. The fact that Avatar did well led to a whole bunch of really bad implementations of 3D, mm-hmm. right? So my point is, is are we going to see this do really well and then see a bunch of
0: one-take movies that aren't good? I don't th- think so, just due to the... My, uh, most people who would go after a one-take aren't going to be the types of directors who are cash grabbers. And this isn't even looking like it's going to be... They spent $90 million well,
1: on this. It's, no, they that's did. That's a cash
0: grab. They did spend so, $90 million on so it. Because my rebuttal that. to that would be Birdman. Yeah, which got a
1: bunch of nominations. Got a, um, bunch, a bunch of, of nominations. Revnet. Yeah, which also got no- a lot of nominations. Yeah. From those two movies, we have spurred this yeah and is that a good or bad thing my, my kind of point in all this is i think that's a bad thing i think that you this think is it's a bad thing for the same reason that i think that people don't like ghostbusters 2 and the same reason that people don't like nth number of marvel I... movies right i think that it's just a rehashing of the same thing
2: so i think that gets into i i am fine with more people um, taking this, I I'm I don't like us calling it a gimmick anymore because it's just an it's it's a cinem, but what cinematic choice and how
1: you. But if you remove that, then you take out one of the like three things that we said about the movie. It's a World War One. Yeah, but I any movie, brother that movie that we that's see cut in or that's shot in
2: one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair. I would argue that it, most movies we don't bring up the cinematography as much because it's not something that stands out as being particularly important. And that's why I'm calling it a gimmick. Okay. Like that that's why I'm leaning on that. That's
1: is fair. The, is but the, I would
2: I would argue that
1: in, in the same way that I would say, oh what's what's a good example of this that we've watched. You guys view these things very differently than I do. A
0: director's choice on how he shows a story is very important, I think.
1: I don't disagree. My my point being that like yeah, yeah, yeah. art house films have a certain aesthetic that make them different than mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. And I would argue that, that aesthetic is part of why they're not mainstream.
2: Yeah. So so I'll get back to because you the point that you're i think trying to make in that you don't know if a film doing well because of one particular aspect like this yeah. one gimmick well, like this and
1: again in my point being that does this thing I'll mm-hmm. prevent it from being called a gimmick does this thing rise to being a best picture when it sounds like it should be best cinematography
2: yeah that's i feel like that's a completely justifiable point But you I'm going with that. Like that's where all of this conversation has been.
0: Okay. It's so it's easier for you to remove that from the movie as a whole than it is for me because I think it is one of the aspects that contribute to it. Now it's the heavily heavily weighted aspect. Yeah. Uh, When I when I think about the film I don't think best picture I
2: think best cinematography. Yeah me too.
1: Yeah. Yep. Would you say that this film for your thumbs up is the same right right are you giving a thumbs up because of the cinematography I'm giving it a thumbs up because I enjoyed it yeah I would give it a thumbs up without the cinematography I think Oh, sorry I need to I need to confront around on this that's the point though right yeah and so what I'm getting at is did you enjoy it because of this
2: I think it contributed yes
1: so then th- this is my crux is that then uh w- what amount did it contribute
2: ah uh, I mean as that's I can't... That's not quantifiable, I don't think. No, that's fine. I I would say, like, any... Like, anything in any film that... But but my point being that,
1: like, I would have definitely given this a middle thumb if it wasn't for this. Yeah, I probably would have, too. So, you can quantify it, right? Like, this edition caused you to go from just kind of, eh, to like, no, I liked it. Yes, you
0: absolutely can quantify
2: it. So, in that, I'm... But... Yeah, I guess and in the, that sense that I can. And yeah.
1: we're splitting hairs at this point in like what we do in this podcast is we try to quantify these feelings, right? And so my, my point being
2: Yeah, but I don't think that when I if I if someone were to ask me like did you see 1917, what'd you think? I don't think yeah. that I would tell them if they had shot it differently with cuts. I would see it probably, but not like it as much Well, because that doesn't let's,
1: let's let's say like, Oh, I heard it was one cut. I hate movies that are one
2: cut. Oh, then I'd say, yeah, it's one cut. You probably won't like it. Okay.
1: And arguably you could say the same thing about like, Oh, it has, uh, what's the guy, what's, who's the guy that plays Spider-Man? I can't remember. Little British boy. Yes. Little British boy. I don't like little British boy. Like I'm not gonna like that. Right. I agree with you, but, but my, my point being that it sounds as though both of you are saying that this, plays a central and essential role to the film and I'm trying to get at is that what makes it good and if that's true if that is what makes it good is that a good thing that's I think, the crux of where yeah, I'm yeah. done with all of this
2: oh I totally I, I, I understand that I think that
0: it's definitely a part of what makes it good so does every movie have it's strongest quality is what makes it good right so some movie has great acting like did Joker did Joaquin's did Joaquin's Joker performance make it good not enough for you not enough for you Enough for me, plus some of the things that I oh, didn't mind. Right?
1: Actually, I I want you to keep going. On this, but I think on Joker, I want to clarify. I thought that, that was part of my favorite part of the film was this. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what, what, I'm what, what I'm saying is every, is every the thing that elevates has it to best picture, the thing that elevates Lord of the Rings to yeah. one of my favorite films is not just because of one thing. Yeah. Right. It's because the whole package yeah. elevates it to that level. And my concern is that this movie and my positive yeah. thumb is a pretty weak positive thumb because Mm -hmm. I feel as though it's one thing
2: that's carrying it. I think...
0: One thing that was done well and the other thing was It's not a bad thing. Yeah, I
2: think one of the reasons why it's getting the critical acclaim that it is is because it does
0: almost everything good and it does this one thing really well. It comes down to one man's creative decision and he made a piece of art. You can call movies art. He created something where he worked hard and showed that off and made a story around that Um, now I think your point is correct it's heavily weighted on that and I think we agree at the end of the day I think I'm agreeing with you Um, I think we're all agreeing but my point being is the main I think the only area that we disagree in is uh, a quote unquote standard cut like edited like just hey different editors everything else the same would affect the quality you think you say it would affect the how it's delivered and consumed but the functionally it's the same i think the function can change based on editing decisions i think that's the only area that we disagree in
1: well mm, i think my caveat to that is that well yeah like i don't i don't disagree that you can have a bad editor Mm -hmm. my point is that if you have an editor that knows what they're doing it doesn't matter I yeah. think that cre- all right, so all right. it comes
0: down to subjective creative choices, but like those, there's so, always but, room well, to well, improve well, the craft.
1: Those, those subjective creative choices are still bound. If I say, make me a painting of a person and you give me a painting of a landscape, that's not the
2: same thing. No. Yeah, yeah. but the range and quality of a painting of a person. Yeah.
0: I, massive. Don't, I don't disagree.
1: Yeah. But let's say I am a vocal artist and okay. i just need a backup band with me okay right i'm not going to differentiate between the two of you if you're both studio mu- musicians you can both do the thing i want you to do yeah therefore you will do the thing yeah. i want you to do right my, my point here being yeah. that like
2: i think where where we are divided is that um i I and I think Dave are on the same page where the cinematography, how something is shot and how something is edited is not something that you can just – that you can hand to someone that's super talented and and just say do it whichever
0: way you're saying there's and a, it's going to be fine. You're saying there's a ceiling to the competency and if it's no, competent, no, no, it's no, no, no. good. I'm,
1: I'm saying that they're, they're, this is a system that has lots of different things that are pulling on it. Yep. And, the, and, and, and what I'm saying is you guys are putting all this on one manism, right? David, you've already said a number of times and I want to hit on this now. That a, a person made an a, a artistic choice in this film. I don't think you have anything to stand on that, right? I have no idea. I don't follow this that closely. But is the entire direction of this film determined by oh, Sam Mendes? So the reason
0: – so I watched probably – I've consumed probably 35, 40 minutes on That's YouTube fun. content but behind is, the scenes stuff. Did
1: Sam Mendes say, I've had my entire life listening to my grandpa talk about war stories – And every single time I've heard him talk about it, I wanted to make a single cut movie. I think that you can't say that either way. No. Hear me out for a sec. Okay. At some point, he said, here's my idea of a movie. Yep. Either before he did that, during that conversation or after a conversation in the movie studio, someone brought in, it could have been him, it could have been someone else. Hey, why don't we do this as a single cut?
0: Yep. So it was him.
1: I I I don't I'm not willing to believe you okay so
0: I can so I was watching the interview with him about the making of it and he was like yeah and then I was talking to my producer and she's like write your own thing and I started writing this was like man I'd love to do this as a single take cut so then we set out with that in mind
1: okay so now my point is that the movie or the, the the idea behind it existed before the single cutness
0: uh yeah uh yeah
1: okay and then he said I want to do a single cut yep He did not have his hands on the camera when, you know, they're filming the scene with the French girl. Sure. Right. The point being that at some point, some of that creative decision gets offloaded to someone else. Yep. That has to happen because films can't be made by a single person.
0: Absolutely. They can and they come out horrible. So now that means, (laughs) well, you had actors. I did have actors. You had had, had to submit some of your creative control. My point is
1: that you have been putting a lot of uh, creative control on one single person. And what I'm saying, in part, is that that's not true, but but Can all of the cinematography is not based on one single person either. Yeah, it's not. The qualities that you like about this film yeah. from a cinematogra- cinematographic yeah. point of view persist even if you take out the single take. Which is why I am saying it's a gimmick and why I'm saying it should and could be considered separate.
2: So it gets tricky because I... When I am thinking of a version of this without the single take, I like whatever I'm coming up with is different than what you're coming up yeah. with.
1: Oh, and that's gonna be true too if Sam Mendes just hired different people to be right, on right, this right. film, but, right? But
2: what I'm I guess it's it's tricky because I I when I imagine this film without a single take, I it takes away things that I really enjoyed with the film. So that's why. I may have said that it was a worse film because there are things that tie directly with my thumbs up at this film. There were moments in the film that I like connected directly with the fact that it's a single take. So it's hard. I mean, it's it's a hard thing to to be able to take a step back and say, OK, now imagine it with cuts and then. My imagination of it with cuts is different than your imagination of it with cuts.
1: But my so, point is not on a specific. My point is on a thought experiment around could it be. Yeah. That's that's what I'm getting
2: could at. Could it be as good of a film, as buzzed about, as, you know, award receiving if it was not a single cut?
0: I doubt it. It could be. It, because be. that's a blank canvas. Well, yeah,
1: no, I know. Right, again, this is back to reductive reductive absurdum, right? My point isn't to say like we could take the most benign material and make it the best, right? That's, yeah. Not my point. My point though is that how much of this goodness is being carried by this I, one yeah, cinematography? I, I think effect? Dave and
0: I will say a lot. And my point being, it was done well. You can also do the other version well. I think that. Popular demand would go down because this is unique. And I think that.
1: Oh, and, that, and that's, this is specifically why I keep calling it a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. is because it's, it's a new flashy thing that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, we have, and we have, like we've seen yeah, some yeah. of it, but not quite to this level. And, and not I think quite why Duran
0: and I think me to agree push back against the gimmick word is because it, a gimmick is something that anyone can just throw in. Uh, you can, this took skill to pull off well. Yeah, but I mean, eh, it
1: it takes skill to play a saw too, but that doesn't make it not a gimmick, right? No, yeah. Uh, Do you want to do recommendations for this film? Who, did your dad like it?
0: He did like it. Did you think your dad was going to like it? I did think he was going to like it. He actually didn't like it as much as I thought he would the first time, liked it more the second time. So he saw it twice too? Yes, he did. Okay, interesting.
1: Okay. Your
0: mom? She was meh. My mom, my sister, Brian's girlfriend were all meh. Okay. Uh, slightly underwhelmed. Actually, that's an interesting thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I should ask Liz again.
0: Oh yeah, or her
2: and see I mean, if it was a thing yeah. that just guys liked it and women thought, man.
1: Yeah, because I think my dad would love it because he loves war movies. And my I mom think my mom. Like, eh.
2: Yeah, I think my mom. Well. Here's the here we go. I think my mom would really enjoy the creative direction that the film took. Yeah. That's fair. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But I I I do understand what you're saying. Um with all that. I also think because I think that you might be worried that a bunch of movies will try to do the single take thing. Um, I think that would be fine. I guess my, my worry is more in the concern of
1: it would be fine, but it will be executed poorly. I don't oh, disagree. Yeah. This was executed very well.
2: Yeah. I think that's fine too though because I think that when you get into um, like new ways of doing things with, with yeah. anything, like there's going to be people that try it out and do poorly and people yeah. that try it out and do well. And I, just, I just want my movies to be more original than they currently are. That's all. Yeah. And I, I'm with you on that. That's right. why – I mean I almost gave this a middle thumb – for the same, for this whole conversation that we yeah. just had. And then in my mind, I was like, no, because I actually, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. I did. I went through the same
1: thought process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would
2: your dad like it? Yeah. Cool. My dad would like it. My mom would like it.
1: Do we have general, I mean, this seems like a pretty open-ended, like, audience net of just, like, it's it's kind of being mainstream
2: in terms of, like, yeah. who would like this movie? Anyone that Anyone? would watch a war movie. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, of, the, of the movies you watched for this podcast, where would you put it? Percentile wise.
0: Top third. I mean, middle I gave it a thumbs up. Middle top third. How many thumbs up have I given? <laughs> Three? Maybe? Oh. Widows, Peanut Butter Falcon, This, Dives Out. Oh, so four.
1: You, did you, you gave a side thumbs up. You to gave Art and, Self Defense?
0: You gave Art of Self Defense a thumbs oh, up, yeah. and you did Endgame thumbs up. Did, I didn't give Endgame thumbs I, up. You didn't did make middle, a documental oh, list these all out. Maybe I did. Yeah, I think I've given the most thumbs up. I think you have too. Because yeah. I did because I did Jojo Rabbit and Joker, both of you and guys. And Aquaman. Did. And Aquaman. And I did Aquaman that you guys didn't do. Yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe you just like all the movies. I think I guess so more I have metal thumbs than you guys. It's hard I think for Scott gives more down I, It's
0: hard for me to separate. Sometimes this is a struggle I have. I the love the haunters. I love the experience. experience of going to movies. So I'm always in a happier state of mind when I'm in taking this media. Mm-hmm. Always um and i always and you like talking about them and thinking about them and yeah remembering them.
1: i and used to be like that yeah <laughs> i i used to describe my movie taste as like i like all movies i'm yeah. not that way anymore yeah no
0: you're not uh yeah and i think it's good i think and so in i've even got to the point where i can host very harsh criticisms of movies and still give it a thumbs up you have yeah on this podcast yes i have yeah Um, Because I think that you can Those two things can coexist I can enjoy something and be like But this thing Yeah, I think this film
2: does a really good job of showcasing that In that I gave it a thumbs up In part because of like one Choice With how the movie was made And as a film As a whole like yeah it's fine Mm -hmm. But it's mostly That one choice carrying it
1: Would you give it top third?
2: Or even you'd top, have, you'd have to top of movies that we've top quarter, you said we've watched, yeah, yeah. Uh, it must be around top third because I we've, we've done 18 or 19.
0: No, 19. 19. This is 19, yeah. unless you split up, you, split and this, is, this is top five, top six for you, yeah, based on my thumbs, yeah. That's all anything can be based on. I put it right in the middle. What do we have if we right don't have left? our thumbs,
3: yeah?
2: Would you put it below any of your middle thumbs? Bonk. Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't remember enough of my middle thumbs. Maybe, yeah. Interesting.
1: But I think it gets back to the, like, to me this is very, like, it's very bland, but I like how bland it is. Yeah. And that seems a little weird. That seems a little harsh. I I think that it didn't try to be something bigger than what it was, and I liked it for what it was. Yeah. And that's why I gave a thumbs up. Yeah. Right? Endgame was certainly trying to be something really crazy. Grandiose. I think I gave it a middle thumb. I still probably would watch Endgame before I'd watch this again, right? If we're doing that metric, mm. right? Even though I have complaints about Endgame, I still, I
2: still find it more entertaining. I feel like there's just a, a connection there.
1: Yeah, and, and this gets hard to contend. This with. This gets into our whole conversation around like what a, what do we mean when we give it a thumbs up and yeah. thumbs sideways, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: that's why I've tried to stick with a similar criteria, yeah. which is just: Am I willing? Do I want to watch it again? Yeah. Is my first first stop on the Duran Express.
1: Cool. Other media recommendations. I'll
0: go. Go, Dave. Do it, Dave. Argentinian film, called? anthology film, called Wild Tales. I really want you guys both to watch it. What language is it in? It's subtitled. It's in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, six. My favorite one's probably the first one. Maybe the second one. Do you like anthology films? Just as a, I had not been exposed to them before Buster Scruggs. Okay. Uh, Where can we find it Amazon Prime rent it for 299 oh, or you $299. can Yeah, I know all Venmo you guys the money if you guys want to watch it in the next week Seriously, I want to talk with you guys about it. Maybe not on this probably not on this because it's old It was just I want to I want you guys to experience it because it really actually has the potential to be a Pretty significantly high-ranking movie in my all-time movie list Um, And I really enjoyed it Wild Tales. Check it out Wild Tales. Cool Scott do you have one?
1: Uh, I was torn between two, so I'm going to keep one for later. Uh, I'm going to say MC Lars, which is weird for me because most time you guys bring music. quasi-obscure music, especially quasi-obscure rapper-type guys. Yes. Um, I just listened to MC Lars recently, and uh, I just like him as an artist. He He's a nerdcore artist, so he has very technical uh, songs and very wide range of genres that he writes. He has ska, he has rap, he has uh all kinds of weird stuff, classic rock stuff. I like him. MC Lars. That's all. MC Lars. Specifically This Gigantic Robot Kills, which is an album and a song. Listen to the song first.
3: Oh. Well, yeah. I'll... Before
1: you listen to anything on the album. Well no, just before you listen to like everything else. Because some of his stuff is really weird. Um anyway, that's mine. I'll save my other one for later. Yeah. For next time. I've
2: got it queued up I'm and listen on the drive home. There you go. Uh, mine is gonna be Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you seen it? No. I, I, I
1: remember it coming out and thinking like, should I, shouldn't I? So it's it's a been two Netflix or three show. years, right?
2: It's three seasons. It's on Netflix. It's, uh, Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. And it's, <laughs> it's just a comedy. It's kind of, it's not a sitcom, but it's just like a little 30 minute comedy. Um, the premise is that what happens when... Someone gets bitten by a zombie, but they don't become mindless. They just, you know, develop a taste for human flesh and try to continue living their ordinary lives with that ailment. Hmm. Um, My mom recommended it to me, and the best way that I can describe it is the way that she described it to me, which is every character on there has dialogue that you enjoy. Hmm. And it's not all the same. It's not like Gilmore Girls where, oh, everyone's witty- in the same kind of way, yeah. like they're all unique characters and sort of have their own ways of speaking and their own funny witticisms. I own seasons five, six, and seven box set DVD of Gilmore Girls. Yeah, good, good for you, Dave.
1: That's a that's a hard thumbs down, right there. Oh for me. no, um, S- same for. Me. But yeah, Santa but Clarita Diet. It's cool. it's fun on Netflix, right?
2: Netflix. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, cool.
1: Uh This has been three guys never heard of talk about. Nineteen seventeen,
0: ironically set in nineteen thirty-two. Do you think they'll come out with a sequel, nineteen
1: eighteen, and then nineteen nineteen, then cap 1920 it off the trilogy and then just keep going, just
0: keep on going? I, it's just
1: Schofield just being like, dude. To, to be fair, as much as was right on this movie, I feel as though I would like that every year to have like a war movie set in this kind of. It gets back to your anthology thing, right? Boom. Like we just have a series of movies in the same vein, not connected in any way, just a similar style. I'd watch those. I like it. Find us online at all of our many places. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three guys you've never heard of. Nope. T-G-Y-N-O-H. T-G-Y-N-H-O. .podbean.com or on Spotify or iTunes or all of those good places. Google Podcasts.
0: On behalf of both Scott and Duran. Any last words, fellas? I'm good. I'm Duran. All right, (laughs) y'all. Eat your vegetables and call your moms and check us out next time when we talk about Our next movie. And he's David. Well, who knows what crazy things are going to happen this time. I know you eating the whole time? No, yeah, so I'm not going to eat this one during the episode. I'm going to eat this one right now, eat this one afterwards. You can. I'll just oh. make fun of you. It's okay.
2: Nope. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just bring up counterpoints while your mouth is full and then just be like, Dave's got nothing <laughs> to say to this. Dave hates this. Three guys you never heard of. Dave
1: is just shaking his head, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, uh, Three guys you never heard of are chewing during the episode. That's okay, Dave. You're, you're living a, a lifestyle of jet setting and and busyness. Oh, I yeah. am.
0: I catch flights, not feelings. Who catches feelings? Every single person I meet why on not, the road. Why, why not, not
1: you catch flights, not sickness? or.
0: Uh, I do catch sickness. I just got over a cold.
1: I'm sorry.